Welcome to The Savvy Founder, the one place for entrepreneurs and business owners, away from the everyday bustle, where we help you find your path to a profitable and bright future. Now here's your host, The Savvy Founder and armchair sociologist himself, Philip Topham. Hello and welcome to The Savvy Founder. I'm Philip Topham, your host. I am very excited today to have our Arjun Rai here from Hello Woofy. How you doing? Oh, fabulous. Hello from New York City. Uh, in my opinion, the greatest city on earth, but uh, it's, been, it's been a good day. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's a great city. There's a lot of good cities in the world, so I'm not going to play favorites. <laughs> I'm going to go visit them all and enjoy the food that they all have and the great entertainment. So, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, uh what, uh, let's just right, dive right into it. So you've, you've uh, got a great business, a great story. So first, let's bring the audience up to speed about Hello Woofy and what is Hello Woofy and, and how did it, why did we start there? Yeah, that's a great question. So, I mean, it's all about founders. It's all about small businesses, all about the underdogs. We, we like to say it's a smart marketing platform for underdogs. Um, my dog happens to be our theme. He's on my shirt. He's on my hat. He's everywhere. He's, it's a Maltese uh, puppy. But uh, going beyond that, you know, cuteness and, and uh, you know, how adorable he is, we really set out to build a platform that could help and will help and, you know, gives hope back to small businesses to really take back their time you know, build a community, uh, and it goes beyond social media management. We we, we started the business, at, you know, focusing on social media management and just scheduling co- posts around uh, different platforms. But then we realized that blogging, something that was very needed in the you know last twenty four months when people were not going to stores, they were googling you and you know Bing searching you, AOL searching you, whatnot. And uh, if you weren't ranking in the first few pages, then they didn't even know that you existed, especially at the local scene. So we realized that blogging, super important. Google web stories, the new thing that we're now focusing on uh, for local businesses, super important. And then beyond that, we also realized that, boy, a lot of smart speakers are, are being sold left and right. You see three behind me on my left side. Yep. I've got one in front of me, the Echo Show. I've got two in the in the living room, uh, three in the kitchen. But um which is a lot, but uh, the, the point is there's so many in the world, they're about half a billion. Um, question was, are small businesses using those devices to reach their customers? And the answer was very, very, very few because it costs a lot of money to build the app and skills, takes a lot of money to maintain them, and boy, you need to know how to code. And so we started working with the Amazon team, the Alexa team to build a very simple wide label solution. And so there are a whole bunch of things we can talk about, but at the end of the day, smart marketing for underdogs. Nice. Yeah. Even my parents at 83 and 84 went out and bought a, uh, a smart speaker. I won't give the brand, but uh, yeah, they, they love it to check the weather and check the news and play jazz. So it's great. <laughs> um, when we got connected, one of the things that fascinated me is that you started your business uh, without doing the Silicon Valley dance and going to raise a bunch of money. And so what did you do to get your business started? And how, was, how, how did that idea come about? And then how did you decide to you know, go all in? Yeah, I mean, in the beginning, uh, when we started the business, we put in like a few thousand dollars to build the prototype, get it, you know, get it out into the hands of, of customers and users. And we quickly realized that Small small businesses they wanted a bigger screen they wanted a, a desktop version they didn't care it was an it was a mobile app in the in the very beginning, 
And so we pivoted, we raised a small amount of capital from Peter Thiel's Scout Venture, 1517. Uh, we raised a little bit of capital from Quake Capital um, and there was an accelerator program. And so we had, we had some capital in and then we quickly realized that some of the key hires we had made, they were just the wrong people. And we had to like go of them. We had to make some very tough decisions. Uh, this was back in 2017, 2018. And so we, ra we, we raised a little bit of money and we had about $10,000 left in the bank by the middle of 2018. And I had to make a decision where whether, hey, do I just let this go and it never sees the light of day? Or do I really, you know, dig a trench and you know fight this thing and build it out so with ten thousand in the bank i basically said i'm gonna fight this out found a second job <laughs> during the during the day you know use all the all the proceeds from that um you know my savings and about one hundred twenty thousand, hundred thousand dollars in credit cards and within a, within about 11 months 12 months we had a brand new platform built from scratch and during the summer of 2019, we were auditioning for a TV show called Meet the Drapers. If you guys don't know about you know, Meet the Drapers, it's a TV show by Tim Draper, who's a billionaire investor, very successful. And in fact, his whole family has been in venture capital for generations. Um, he, his show, we, we were auditioning for at the Republic office, which is a, a, you know, an equity crowdfunding platform, uh, probably one of the top ones in, in the world. And we were turned down. They said we were too early. Um, around the same time, we had just signed the deal with AppSumo, which was a kind of like a flash sale website where they take software companies, do a promo. Right. And uh, so they were actually looking to have us launch immediately, but we said, you know, we need a couple of more months to polish everything out. So we, we ended up launching later that, that year. A few days later, um, after all this happened, uh, you know, my, my dad called me up uh, during the first week of September and said, hey, you need to come down to New Jersey your mom's been taken to the hospital. And I was like, okay, what happened? And he wouldn't really tell me. She ended up passing away a few days later. But before that happened, I got an email from the Meet the Drapers team saying, hey, we reconsider. We need you on the, on the set immediately. How soon can you be out there in, in, in California? Long story short, that collaboration between the show and Republic was actually what set off the whole idea of crowdfunding or equity crowdfunding specifically in this case. And we let our customers invest in the company. We let total strangers who were interested in helping small businesses, maybe they're running their own small businesses themselves. And to date, we've raised nearly a million dollars of the 1.3, 1.5 million dollars we've raised overall. So they that cons basically consists majority of the capital. The people have invested in our company. Uh, $100 at a time, some customers put in $5,000, $30,000. But nearly a million dollars has come in from something called equity crowdfunding. And so the metrics are very simple. And this is what I really encourage small businesses and founders to talk about or consider. In our case, the average lifetime value based on calculations is about 650 bucks. The average investor in equity crowdfunding, if you take the total amount of investors and you take the amount of capital we've raised, give or take, it's about 300 to $315. So it's about, if you, you can argue that the lifetime value is almost a thousand dollars our cost of acquisition is about 97 dollars. used to be 50 dollars, but as the prices have gone up we started going into different regions and different uh segments the, the the cost of customer acquisition cost has gone up so remember those numbers nearly a thousand ltv and a 97 dollar cac typically and this is in the words of our one of our investors you want to see a three to one ratio we're almost seeing if you forget the investment part, we're seeing a six to one ratio. If you add the investment part, we're almost seeing a 10 to one ratio in terms of right. 
you know, the, and so that is actually how we've actually turned the business model around equity crowdfunding to be sustainable. Most people treat it as a blank check. I recommend you doing it this way. And then it really makes sense for investors. Yeah, absolutely. Man, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> and so I'm going to start, I'll come back to the crowdfunding yeah. piece. But one of the things that struck me was, uh, how did you know that the pivot was right, that you put all your credit cards on the line? Like, how do you really know? Because th there's probably another invest uh, founder out there yeah. that is running out of their cash runway and they're going, yeah. is this a good thing? Am I, am I smoking something or is this a great thing? What, what is it? So how, help, help the person out there understand what really was going through your mind. Cause you said, You'd already yeah. proven the product a little bit. You knew you needed a big computer screen. So what what was the deciding factor? Uh, the answer is we had no idea. This was all a chance. I mean, most startups, I mean, this is the most riskiest class of securities or, mm -hmm. or type of investment you can ever do, right? So definitely do your due diligence and know how far you want to go. Nice. Um, in my case, I, I really didn't have any sense of, you know, precaution or conservative. I just, I knew that the, the business had to exist. I knew that small businesses needed our help as well. And, and the, the, the competition was doing a really bad job at it. Um, in fact, one of our, one of our competitors is publicly traded. They only do social. They grew from a billion in cap market cap to nearly 8 billion in market cap. Uh, their stock has gone down a little bit since the, uh, since the recovery. But the point is they grew really fast because of digital marketing, but they only do right. social. They don't do right. audio. They don't do blogging. They don't go do Google web stories. They don't have any AI. And so I was like, that's interesting. I mean, there's so many points to, you know, continue, you know, uh, to, you know, to build this business into a big yeah. business. It made total sense. Um, Cause I knew, I mean, Elon Musk probably felt the same way when he put in, you know, the, he had like $200 million. He was like, I spent 50 here, 50 here and a hundred there. Right. Or something it was a breakdown yep. and he had to borrow money for rent. I mean, the point is, no one believed in a new automobile company. No one believed you could take on NASA as a space company. And no one believed that you could build a Ford around solar power and solar panels and really make it, you know, but, you know, sometimes that's what it takes. You know, if, if you say no, it drives the founder to do even more. Yeah, no, I totally appreciate your authenticity and sharing that story because, uh, but, but you, but I will say that sometimes there's the trend there that you just see, like the audio, right? Yeah. Right. Like the Internet's out there. Everybody's doing Google searches. Everybody's doing social media. Everybody's doing Facebook and yeah. mobile apps. Right. There's an app for that. And it's saturated. And, and there's little blogs, out, uh, you know, yeah. blogs moving to podcasts, uh, just like we're doing today. And the spoken yeah. word yeah. is is yeah. continuing to increase. Yeah. Right? And we saw that last year. We, I wasn't even on Clubhouse when we started building the Amazon Alexa capabilities. Um, that that came about in the middle of 20. Uh, 2021. And I got on Clubhouse in, in December of 2021. Um, excuse me, 20, yeah, 2020, 20, no, 2020, actually, it was just, just, yeah. And it was, it was really interesting, because all of a sudden, we could see the evolution of audio all of a sudden. Um, and we had started working on the speaker before that and, and the technology. And I realized, wow, this is definitely here to stay because now you've got Clubhouse, you have now the lookalikes, you know, Spotify bought a company called Green, I think called Greenhouse. Um, 
uh, a green room and and uh, and then of course Twitter Spaces and everyone else. And so it was really interesting that Audio was here to say consumer habits have changed. Now it's kind of gone down a little bit in terms of adoption for Clubhouse, but that's just because we're hybrid now between in person and on you know at home. But people are still selling and making money on Clubhouse. Uh, it's 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 a medium here to say. Yeah, absolutely, and I I certainly like that you're empowering the small businesses to stay in touch with their yeah. with their client base because so many of Amer- so much of America is small business and it's a yep. small community it's not a yep. mega community we're we're you know uh, as much as people might think the the fang is going to take over the world the big facebook amazon uh netflix and google and mm. who who I leave out probably somebody um you know, they're not going to take over the world because there's still going to be the guy down the street that repairs your car or does yep. your taxes and all that. And so those people yep. are always going to be there. So love that. Uh, in, anything in that part of, of your growth in your company you want to comment on before I, I come back to the crowdfunding? Yeah, I, I think audio and even the new stuff that we're doing, like Google Web Stories, um, yeah. which is a, it's like an Instagram product, but it pops up on the search results of your of your of Google search. Essentially, I think it's super important to keep that in mind because if you're if you're keeping up with the times, if you're keeping up with the trends, I think you also have to have a, fa- a love for pa- uh, sci-fi because I do. <laughs> I love Star Trek. I love warp drives. I was designing warp like different kinds of engines and concept, you know, coming up with different concepts when I was a, I was a teenager or, or you know, a, a kid, I, I kind of had that same approach as like, where can we go next? Where, what is the next bold new phase that we can go into? Um, and so we have an augmented reality app, which is completely done now. And it can actually, it, I mean, I can, it turns your entire living room, entire office, entire office into a storyboard session. So, you know, like in the old days, when clients came into agencies and they saw walls upon walls of storyboarding, mood boarding, whatever you want to call it, right. you can do that in front of you by just using your phone and have clients from all over the world looking at the same virtual augmented reality just by using your phone and have an audio conversation, drag content from the library to the calendar and schedule it. We call it a timeline. So, I mean, none of our competitors even have an augmented reality department, a data science department, sure. uh, an audio marketing department. I mean, we're so cutting edge. It, it, is, it is baffling. So I do, I think sci-fi helps <laughs> in business. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, an, it's that uh, fearlessness to try yep. something that's new, like always yep. applied. You know, yep. I, I'm sure you're always applying technology to a business problem. You're not just like... In everything the, in a university just <laughs> writing a research paper you're trying to figure out how to use it every day yep. right that, yep. that's the mother of invention right that, that's- yeah and i was gonna say like every like even it, it sometimes drives my friends you know insane but i will apply tech to ingredients that i'm using in 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 my recipes so for example something in data science it's called complex network graphs and so i if you google food complex network graphs you'll see the use of certain ingredients with other ingredients that are oh, used yeah. with other ingredients yeah. yep we do it for um, coming up with the perfect copy. So hashtags, emojis, wor- words, all that stuff. I was like, Why? we could use it for cooking now. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I like to take that tech approach. And it's very, yeah, it is but, very futuristic. Yeah, that that was Watson made that. He had the Watson cookbook. I recall that was very famous <laughs> and, and, co- and, and people could not believe that Watson could cook. Yeah, if you've, if you've not seen that wonderful thing. Yeah, knowledge graphs and networks are phenomenal. That's that's sometimes I call myself the armchair sociologist because I, you know, 
people are always connected that way, which then comes back to where we, we where I interrupted our, our flow. And that was back to this crowdfunding and you left off with the, as long as your cost of customer acquisition was at least three times greater Mm -hmm. then you probably had an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, not, not just equity crowdfunding, but in general, the business practices, you know, are usually in that, in that line. Our ROAS is like 1.8, 1.9 blended or, you know, ROAS overall is like 1.4, 1.5, which means every dollar that goes up produces a dollar 50 to a dollar 91 back and then you look at the lifetime value you look at how much the customer has put in you know potentially i mean every sales call we do we talk about the equity crowdfunding and we do like hundreds of calls a month and that's that's pretty powerful excellent and and how when you were getting how long did it take you to develop the you know to figure out what your cac was in the beginning was that like you knew it, you knew you needed to calculate it right away, or did you learn that you had to calculate it when you started talking to investors? Yeah, we had to kind of wing it um, because we had very limited data. We had, I mean, I was all over the web, all over the internet, asking people to join for a fifteen-minute call. I'll give them sure. five dollars to chief everything officer, chief everything officer to to uh, to you know listen to me and talk to me and you know give me feedback. So we had like a dozen, maybe two dozen customers in the very beginning. And once we turned on AppSumo, that brought in I think about a thousand, twelve hundred uh, customers. And then we turned on ads ourselves because then the partnership usually lasts about 30 to 90 days. It lasted, I think, 65, 90 days or something like that. And then after AppSumo was done, we actually started producing um, cash pretty pretty positively very quickly. We've always been positive at ROAS. All, every dollar that goes out always produces more back. And so we kept increasing. I think we were spending like three to 5K in the beginning. We're now spending 45,000 a month. And you just have to test. We tried a whole bunch of other channels. We have other channels that are actively running as well, but Facebook is by far the most important for us at this point. Yeah, let's let's drill into that, that, that quick things. You have to test, right? Yeah. When you say you have to test, how many tests did you do? You know, so if I'm a new oh. founder, how many tests do I, do I, do I stop at three tests or 50 tests, 10 no. tests? What, what do I need? Day. Every, Every day. day. I, I, we're still testing our funnels. I mean, we build funnels for the latest funnel is probably like $125, $150, but it's produced nearly $600,000 in revenue for us. Um, And every button, every text, all of that matters. Mobile versus desktop. We see customers buying on mobile, getting the code and everything, and then going on desktop and using the platform. It's it's a little bit of everything, and you have to constantly do that A-B test um, and and use Google Analytics, see the flow, Um, and of course, make sure you have your pixels installed so you can, tr- you know, make sure your ads are actually producing positive ROAS uh, with iOS 14 or the iOS, new iOS updates. You need to make sure you have conversions API installed on your website for Facebook. Just do the do all the basic stuff. This will help you really scale. You want to do the you want to lay out the groundwork for scalability. Um, so like 25 months later, 26 months later, once we've been public in the market, we see the benefits of doing everything that we did 30 months ago, you know, during the rebuild. Nice. Yeah. It's those little things that are scalable that, that build habits. Yep. So you can really know, Oh, this is how we do it. You don't yep. gloss over it. Perfect. Yep. Wonderful. So uh, 
in doing the crowdfunding, and if somebody's considering doing that for their business, they've looked at it, they think they've got the CAC, and yep. what, what should they expect in the process of crowdfunding? Because yeah, um, have a great um, have a great CPA, have a great accountant, and have a great securities attorney. You don't want just any attorney doing your Form C, which is the legal document you need to put together for the Securities Exchange Commission. And this is obviously for people who are listening here in the United States. There are other examples of equity crowdfunding around the world, but you have to find out in your own country what you can do. Um, here in the United States, I'm pretty sure everyone can invest around the world, except for a couple of places in Canada. Um, again, do your due diligence when investing or, or looking for information. But with that, you have to put a form C together. You have to get yourself audited, your financials audited, uh, and you have to do it every year. Um, and you have to, you know, you're going to spend about seven to eight thousand dollars, give or take, on everything combined. Um, but like I said, you know, we've we've raised about a million dollars at this point. It's up to you if, if that's the number that you're willing to spend to raise capital and you're confident that your user base, your customer base will actually come back and, and will come in and invest in the business that they're using. Uh, in our case, the answer was yes. Um, and so that's why we, we've done three full campaigns and we're on our fourth campaign now and we've raised so far just under $300,000. We actually just hit our uh, $9 million valuation goal, which was the first $250,000 raised was at 9 million. And now that we passed it, the valuation has gone up to $9.5 million. So that's pretty, pretty significant for us. Very nice. So all, all sage advice. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't do anything uh, without consulting your attorney. Yeah, consulting your attorney and, and your financial advisor. I mean, this yeah. is a very fun, interesting game, but play it with some you know knowledge very, very play it smart yeah it in building out your business and getting you said making sure that your product is something your customers will connect to so in your business do you have a a, a network component a social connection does does your are your customers communities or the individuals yeah. how does that work so we have um, we have a Facebook group that's a you know a community in and it of itself. People are asking questions, giving feedback all the time. I'm responding in video format to all of them. Uh, one of the things that our invest we actually had investors look at our Facebook ads and they were like, "How are you responding to everyone's comments?" And and I was like, "Well, I just have to do the unscalable in the beginning." Uh, so that's that's one thing I, I do recommend is doing the unscalable in the beginning. Um, there's a community there in Facebook, uh, there's a community in our, uh, I would say across the, uh, across the user base. Every Friday we have networking calls. We call them group masterminds. Customers come in, ask for help. You know, we can give them, you know, we'll do a whiteboard session with everyone on the call and help them out or make your introductions. Um, and then of course, on top of it, they can do one-on-one -on -one calls with me. Uh, it, it really is a community of small business owners that we call them underdogs. And that not only helps them feel empowered, feel welcome, but then it's a great community to raise capital off of. It's coming back to equity crowdfunding. Yep. That's the first place we go when we launch a new campaign and we promote it is, is our Facebook group. Basically you're, uh, you know, being a small business often is you're alone. Yeah. And so you're creating an opportunity so they can be a, a community of peers uh, and that are people just like them. Yep, exactly. And that's, that's the goal. Very nice. Uh, in the, in the process, you, uh, you said you did the crowdfunding route. Did you ever do the fundraising and try knocking on the doors of the beyond friends and family and the, oh, the yeah. professional investors? What, what was yeah. that like? 
Yeah, we, we probably speak to dozens of people every month in terms of potential investors, potential funds, and some of them are later stage, some of them are earlier stage. Um, we get introduced to these individuals usually through, um, through you know, if warm intros. And, and so I guess the point is we always be pitching, always be talking. But at the end of the day, equity crowdfunding really saved us. I mean, we've raised nearly a million dollars and that allowed us to build a business. If you think about it, we, we raised overall 1.3, 1.4 million. We've done about 600,000 in revenue. The equity crowdfunding itself is, was about a million dollars. Um, and when we had to rebuild the company and everything, you know, about 25 months ago, we relaunched the company. Most of the, the difference between one and 1.5 actually didn't even go into developing the new platform. So if you think about it, 600,000 revenue, about a million dollars in investment, it's a pretty good return because um, we're very frugal with what we're able to do. Yeah, that, very, very good advice. Uh, but now you're, now you're at that point, though, that investors are coming to you through warm introductions yeah. yeah but was there a time in your history where they get like hello woofy who like well i i was pitching every event i would show up at every event with my same t-shirt on it says smart marketing on the back smart marketing for underdogs and that's how i also made connections i just literally just showed up in fact in, in college i had a 60 percent, maybe 70 percent absence rate and I was going to maybe one to five events a day, networking dinners, conferences, meetups, you name it, uh, panel discussions. And, and that's how we raised capital for another company that had started back then. And I kept that up. I kept going. Even during the pandemic, I was virtually pitching in Germany. I was virtually pitching in Poland, like different countries around the world. Um, and that really got me excited. I was on Clubhouse 24-7, pretty much pitching left and right. We think we raised about $100,000 on Clubhouse alone, um, depending on in, in, given the checks. And who knows how much revenue we did from there, too. Right. Nice. So great advice. So never, never stop pitching. Yeah. And uh, 7 by 24. Mm -hmm. Really good advice. As you as you look forward to your business now, as you're getting in the stride of things and you you're mm -hmm. at the cutting edge of stuff. Yeah. Uh, where where do you see the where do you see the real growth coming from? Where does that scalability? Because uh, you, like you talked about building the unscalable at the beginning. Yeah. So, how did you find that scalable thing? And and where is that? I, I think it's in the human touch. And so the reason why people love our love our ability to respond to them in video format, whether they're on ads and they have no relationship to us other than, you know, seeing the video itself and they haven't even become customers yet, or us, you know, building technology to broadcast into the homes of our customers as long as they opt in. All of those things, there's still videos, there's still text and there's still the human language, English language. It's all about making sure that two people can converse and connect uh, like never before, and and so responding to people on Facebook ads in video format or putting a, a you know a video post in on Amazon Alexa, that's it's just a different way and probably a more meaningful way to bring people together um, without getting throttled, without having to deal with a whole bunch of issues, and so I think the trends are really in that direction. How you know how much of a connection we can build between two individuals for the purpose of business. Um, and, and how easier can we make? Because Clubhouse really allowed for that, right? Clubhouse grew mm -hmm. so quickly because people were siloed. They're stuck behind Zoom screens. As soon as the computer shut off, they were alone again. And all of a sudden on Clubhouse, you had millions of people around the world feeling the same 
way and conversing with one another. I mean, I've, I saw, I've heard people crying on the call on, on some of the clubhouse rooms. They've got very emotional because the pandemic really knocked a lot of things, you know, as we took for granted. And so I think the, and Google Web Stories is another example that we're now working. We just finished WordPress integration. How do we get more visual uh, storytelling within search results? Well, Google Web Stories allows for that um, in a whole new way than just seeing text results everywhere and then clicking on them and seeing if that's the right post, uh, the, the thing that you're looking for. Got it. So what are the uh, other things that, that uh, new founders always ask me and they always say, how do I find my great co-founder? How do I find the great people? Yep. You even alluded to bringing on some people and then having to say adios. So how do you find great people for your business? Uh, the thing is you, you, you just have to do trial and error. And I believe in the law of attraction. Um, and I think it's, uh, you know, the way you treat people, the way you think, the, the, the opportunities you present yourself in front of or even have the ability to recognize them through positive thinking, people will just come to you. I mean, we've, through, we've been through the ringer in terms of everything. And I think the people who now work with us, some of them for years now, they came in through just not looking so much, but then, you know, having a certain idea, having a certain kind of need. And, and at, at some point, just one thing led to the other. And we, you know, some people became friends, some people became colleagues, some people became both. It, it just does happen. I would, I, I, I'm always against those speed networking, speed dating versions of like co-founders because you can't build a strong relationship that way. I would say, right. go get, you know, save up your, save up some cash, you know, put, you know, just put a few thousand dollars together, hire a team offshore build a prototype and then show the world what you're capable of doing. And that'll attract the talent to you and then worry about equity, you know, splits and compensation. But most people I find start worrying about that even before the prototype is built. Um, and if you don't know coding, get on Upwork, get on Fiverr, get it built for a prototype as a prototype for cheap. Yep. Yeah. I've seen that done very well. You can, you can get a lot done on Fiverr around the world. Yeah. I, as, as you've uh, built your business, if I were, if you were to say, I, I often ask, and this mm -hmm. is uh, one of my key questions I, I ask, what would you have told your younger self as you started on this journey that, that might've saved you a month, a week, you know, what would you have told yourself if you could go back in time? Uh, it's, I think Bill, was it Bill? I can't remember the actor's name. Anyway, one actor very famously said, I saw it on TikTok uh, and Instagram Reels, is, and he said, uh, and this shall pass. And so, and this shall, this shall also pass or something along those lines. So you had a great day, this will pass. You had not so great day, this will pass. And I, it was, it's such a simple message, but what are you finding yourself in at the moment? It's not the, it's not the end all be all whether it's good or not good, it's, it's not the end all be all. There's another opportunity, another successful something coming up. Um, and so this shall pass has usually been, you know, my, my motto. So it's a good mental model. This, this, this yeah. so this will pass. Whether yeah. it's a good day or a bad day, it, the sun always comes up, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and more opportunities will come. I mean, we've been through so many things uh, as a team. And, uh, and at the end of the day, you know, we, I remember a video um, uh, about a, a year ago, I was saying, oh my God, we've reached nearly $14,000 in revenue in January of 2021. Um, super exciting. You should invest as low as $100 into our campaign as we're scaling, blah, blah, blah. This January, we did nearly $80,000 in revenue. And I was like, I, I mean, that was a big deal for me back then. And now, 80, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's relative, isn't it? It, it totally always relevant. changes. But the problems yeah. the, the problems all come ba still back to the basics. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, am I getting customers in the door? Are they happy? Am I got good people? Am I treating yeah. them well? Am I treating yep. customers well? Am I treating everybody, you know, doing what I say I'm going to do? And all that stuff yeah. comes back. Absolutely. I can't believe our time is, is just flying by. How should uh, people get in contact with you and find out more about Hello Woofy? Yeah, just go to hellowoofy.com. Email me. Tell me your story. You know, tell me any features you recommend that we should be building. Uh, anything you you know, recommend we should be improving also on the platform, you know, grab a license for as I mean, the lowest license is $49, but usually the ones we recommend are 149 because it comes with a graphic editor, but give us feedback. We're building tools and, and giving hope to small businesses. We, we really want to know what is the next thing that you're looking for. Um, and of course, we're always introducing new products and features ourselves. And of course, join the Facebook group Content Masters. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Arjun. Thank you. Thank you. Virtual and, hugs. Yeah, virtual hugs. Absolutely. It's been fantastic. So for all of you listening, if you have another founder friend, uh, go ahead and share the show with them so they too can shorten their journey a month, a week, a day, mm -hmm. and leave a five-star review. I'm Philip Topham, the Savvy Founder, wishing you a bright and profitable future in both your personal and business lives. Take care. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to subscribe and check out our website for tips, thesavvyfounder.com. You can also follow Philip on Clubhouse at The Savvy Founder, wishing you a profitable and bright future. Safe journeys. See you next week.